Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcast, including the Old Time Radio Superman podcast at otrsuperman.com. Over a course of 10 years, I went through every circulating episode of Superman and then returned to it last year because I became aware of uh, newly uh, circulated uh, storylines. So we've got a total of 1,039 episodes. You can check them all out over at otrsuperman.com. And you can view all of the uh, different podcasts we do over at greatdetectives.net. Well, now let's get into this week's episode of Mr. Chameleon, the original air date January 31st, 1951, and the title is The Dreamhouse Murder Case. Next, Mr. Chameleon and The Dreamhouse Murder Case. <laughs> Tonight, we again present the famous Mr. Chameleon of Central Police Headquarters in his famous cases of crime and murder, brought to you by the makers of genuine Bayer Aspirin and Philips Milk of Magnesia tablets. Mr. Chameleon, as you know, is the famous and dreaded detective who frequently uses a disguise to track down a killer, a disguise which at all times is recognized by the audience. Tonight, we give you Mr. Chameleon in The Dream House Murder Case. The scene opens in the charming dream house of Philip Adams and his wife, Molly. The kind of little house so many of us dream of having one day. But over this one, the clouds of murder are slowly, ominously gathering, as we hear Philip say... Molly... Do you still think this is the most wonderful house in the world? Of course I do, Philip. And so do you. I I did it first, but but now... Now what, silly? Molly, do you ever get a feeling there's something strange about it? What? Something dreadful. Something fearful. What on earth are you talking about, Philip? Molly, I've got to tell you the truth. I can't stand living here any longer. Philip, it, it's our dream house. Oh, but there are other dream houses, dear. We, we can sell this one and buy another. But, Philip... I have a premonition. If we keep on living here, something unspeakably terrible will happen to us. Philip, darling, you've been working too hard. You're, you're getting unwholesome ideas. You need a rest. Rest? When I walk the floors of this house all night, think of it all day, I... let's get rid of it. You love me, don't you? Yes, dear. And that's why I won't let you give up our dream house. Oh, that's the doorbell. I'll answer it. 
Oh, Mrs. Wall, come in. Uh, while you were out, somebody left this package for you at my house, Molly. Oh, thanks, Mrs. Wall. Oh, no trouble at all, Molly. Oh, good evening, Philip. How are you? I'm all right, Mrs. Wall. But Molly thinks I'm crazy. What? Oh, I don't think any such thing. I wish you'd help me convince Molly we should sell this house. <sighs> Philip has a silly idea something dreadful will happen to us if, if we stay living here. I'll go mad if we don't get out. I can't stand it another day. Uh, well, I guess that's something for you to settle between yourselves. I, I've got to run back home. Uh, bye. Bye. Well, I wonder what's in this package. I don't remember ordering anything. Look, Philip. It's a perfectly beautiful cake. Throw that cake away, Molly. You don't know where it came from. It, it may be poisoned. It comes from Ballard's Bakery, and they don't make poison cake. I tell you, throw it away. Just to show you how silly you are, Philip, I'm going to cut a piece and eat it. Don't eat that, Molly. Silly? Hmm. It's a little stale, but it tastes marvelous. Mm. Philip. Philip, help. Molly. Molly! I'm dying! I'm dying! This is the house, Mr. Chameleon. Mm-hmm. There's a gray-haired woman at the door. Are you the police? Yes. I'm Chameleon, and this is Detective Arnold. Well, my name is Mrs. Wall. I live next door. I see. The poor murdered lady's husband's all done in. Got him stretched on a sofa in there. Uh, his name is Philip Adams, and his murdered wife is Molly. Is that right? Yes, Mr. Chameleon. Her body's in there. Uh, Mrs. Wall, do you know what happened here? I just got here myself, Mr. Chameleon. And Philip was so mixed up he couldn't talk. Poor man. All right, come along, Dave. we look at the body. Hmm. She died while eating a piece of cake. Uh-huh. piece of it's still in her hand. Well, obviously, the cake was poisoned, Dave. Yes, no question of it. Looks like she just got it. There's the whole cake on the table with the box and wrappings. Yes, with only one piece cut from it. All right, now let's talk to the husband. Uh, Mrs. Wall, will you please show us to the murder girl's husband? He's in that room over there, Mr. Chameleon. But he's in no condition to talk now. Well, we'll step back to see him anyway, Mrs. Wall. Are you Philip Adams? I'm Chameleon of the police. What? I knew something like this would happen if Molly and I stayed on in this accursed house. She called it her, her dream house. I had a premonition. It was a murder house. What gave you that idea, Philip? I, I don't know. I just had it, that's all. Well, your wife met her death by a piece of cake that was poisoned. I don't get the connection between it and this house. I begged her not to touch that cake, Mr. Comedian. Oh, but she thought I was crazy. She thought I was crazy, too, when I told her there was something horrible about this house. I wanted to sell it, get out of it, never see it again. I'll try to calm down, Philip. <laughs> Mr. Comedian, can't you realize my wife is in the next room, murdered. And I am here to find her murderer. You never will, Mr. Chameleon. You never will. It's, it's supernatural. There is nothing supernatural about a poison cake, Philip. Why did you beg your wife not to eat it? Because she didn't know where it came from, Mr. Chameleon. She didn't know where it came from. She didn't know where it came from. That's just the point. That's why I was afraid of it. Well, it got here some way, Philip. Of course it did. Mrs. Wall brought it. What? 
Mrs. Wall brought the poison cake here, the same Mrs. Wall that I've just been talking to? Yes. Well, that settles the whole affair, then. Oh, let me finish, Mr. Chameleon. Somebody tried to deliver the cake here when Molly was out and left it at Mrs. Wall's next door. She took it in and brought it over later. Well, well. Uh, Try to get a rest, Philip. I'll see you later. Mrs. Wall? Yes, Mr. Chameleon? Why didn't you tell me that you brought the cake that poisoned Molly into this house? What? I bring it? Philip, tell me that you did. Was that package I brought here the cake? What did you think it was? You know a cake when you see one, don't you? Certainly, but this one was in a box. Mm-hmm. A box with Ballard's Bakery Special Marshmallow Cake printed on it. What's the answer to that? Don't try making out I killed Molly Adams. Why should I poison her? I have no idea. All I know is that you brought the cake here that killed her. I didn't know it was a cake. It was all done up in heavy wrapping paper. Exactly where did you get that cake, Mrs. Wall? Uh, A young man left it at my house next door. Asked me if I'd be kind enough to give it to Molly Adams when she got home. Did this delivery boy come from Ballard's Bakery? No, Mr. Chameleon. Ballard's is cash and carry. Mm Mm-hmm. You get things there, too, eh? Nearly everybody in the neighborhood does. I see. Well, if you... If you're finished up with me, Mr. Chameleon, I'd like to get back home. I'm expecting some company. We're going to hold a seance tonight. The what, Mrs. Wall? A seance? Yes, a seance. I'm trying to talk to my husband from his grave. You know what I mean. Talk to his spirit. It's high time I did. We're in a nut house, Mr. Chameleon. Is that so, Detective Arnold? Uh, one moment, Dave. Let Mrs. Wall go on. No doubt she has some very good reason for wanting to communicate with her deceased husband. I certainly have, Mr. Chameleon. My husband built this row of dream houses. Now he won't let me live peaceful in mine. Night after night he comes back to haunt the place and scare me half to death. This dame is nuts, Mr. Chameleon. And so is the murdered woman's husband. The place for both of them is a loony bin. I think Mrs. Wall is a thoroughly sane person, Dave. Uh, go on, Mrs. Wall, you were saying... uh... I was saying he comes back and scares me to death, out of his grave. But he won't say a word. You actually see your dead husband's spirit, then? No. All he does is throw pebbles against my window, turn things upside down on the kitchen porch. He's trying to chase me out of the house we both lived in. That's why I say it's high time for me to communicate with his spirit. Yes, yes, I understand, Mrs. Wall. Well, uh, go home to your seance now. Oh, thank you, Mr. Chameleon. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Wall. Have you gone nuts too, Mr. Chameleon? I'm sorry, but I mean, what's it all about? The question in my mind, Dave, is... Did Mrs. Wall tell that fantastic story to the murdered woman's husband, Philip? What? See, it might be that Mrs. Wall was trying to frighten him into selling this house... for reasons of her own. She looks too down-to-earth to me to believe in ghosts. Want me to ask Philip about it? No. I'll do that myself. Uh, You take the poison cake in the box that came into Ballard's Bakery. Okay. Find out if the cake actually was baked there, Dave. Gotcha, Mr. Chameleon. And uh, rush the paper it was wrapped in to fingerprints right away. We'll soon see whether anybody delivered that cake to Mrs. Wall or not. Philip, uh, you said you had a premonition of danger in this house and uh, urged your wife to let you sell it. Yes, Mr. Chameleon. I was in deadly fear for Molly and me to live here. I imagine you uh, got that feeling because Mrs. Wall next door told you of the dread that she had of living in her own house. Yes. Yes, she she did, Mr. Chameleon. 
There's something supernatural about these accursed dream houses her husband built. Don't get excited again, Philip. I can't help getting excited. My wife, Molly, is lying in there, murdered. Heaven only knows why. When the medical examiner gets here, he'll uh, give you something to quiet you down, Philip. Hold on to yourself, old man. I think I'll phone the commissioner. Something darn queer about this case. Hello, Commissioner of Police speaking. Uh, this is Chameleon, Commissioner. Oh, yes, Chameleon. Uh, try to get a line, will you, on a building contractor named Wall, who died a few months ago, and also on his widow. Wall, you say, Chameleon? Yes, Commissioner. W-A-H-L. Does that ring a bell? I'm not sure, but I think it does. I'll have it looked up. Okay, Commissioner. Goodbye. Well, well. Mr. Chameleon? Did you get anything at Ballard's Bakery on the poison cake, Dave? Ballard says he sold nearly a hundred cakes like it yesterday, Mr. Chameleon. Sold them yesterday? Not today? Yes, sir. Marshmallow cake is a Tuesday specialty there. He's got no idea who all bought them. Well, did you ask him if Mrs. Wall had bought one, Dave? He knows Mrs. Wall, all right. But he can't remember whether she was in yesterday or not, Mr. Chameleon. That's a tough break, Dave. Mr. Chameleon! Mr. Chameleon! Here's a letter I just found among Molly's papers. Read it. Read it. From a real estate firm, Jones and Abel. Read what it says, Mr. Chameleon. Mr. Philip Adams, dear sir, since we have received no reply to our previous letter... Our client will withdraw the offer of $18,000 for your house on Saturday of this week, unless we hear from you before then. Of what do you make of that, Mr. Comedian? What does it mean? It seems that somebody was trying to buy your dream house, Philip, and your murdered wife was afraid to tell you because she didn't want you to sell it. Incidentally, it's dated two weeks ago. If, If Molly had given me that letter, we'd have been out of this house. She wouldn't be lying in there, dead. When we know who was trying to buy your house, Philip, we'll know who the murderer is. Mr. Chameleon and the Dream House murder case continues in just a moment. If you've tried one thing after another in a vain effort to relieve upset stomach, gas, heartburn, and other unpleasant symptoms of acid indigestion, listen to the wonderful news about a marvelous preparation called Philips Tablets that is bringing more and more people the quick, effective relief they've always hoped for. You'll find that Philips Tablets ease away acid indigestion so quickly you feel like a new person almost at once. The reason Philips tablets bring you such remarkably fast relief is they contain one of the fastest, most effective stomach sweeteners ever discovered by medical science. Besides giving you incredibly fast acid indigestion relief, Philips Milk of Magnesia tablets also provide pleasant relief, for they have a clean peppermint flavor that leaves your mouth feeling so wonderful lots of people find them as refreshing to take as after-dinner mints. So whenever you have acid indigestion, let two or three flavorful Philips tablets melt in your mouth and see how quickly you feel fine again. Always carry Philips tablets in your pocket or purse to take after meals or wherever you may be when acid indigestion causes you distress. Pocket-sized tins of 30 tablets cost only 25 cents. Ask for Philips tablets. 
And now back to Mr. Chameleon and the Dream House Murder Case. When Molly Adams is murdered by poison in the charming little home which she had called her Dream House, Mr. Chameleon learns that her husband, Philip Adams, had a morbid fear of the place. A next-door neighbor, Mrs. Wall, whose dead husband built the house, is also involved. But Mr. Chameleon has just discovered that someone has been trying to buy the house. And a few minutes later, we see him and Detective Dave Arnold in the real estate office of Jones & Abel. We hear Mr. Chameleon saying to a young woman seated at a desk in the resident sales department, I'm Chameleon of Central Police Headquarters, and this is Detective Arnold. Oh, yes, I've read about you in the papers, Mr. Chameleon. My name is Lucy Pearson. Well, I've spoken to your employers, Lucy, and they tell me that you made an offer in behalf of a client to purchase a house owned by a Mr. Philip Adams. Yes, I did, Mr. Chameleon, but uh, Mr. Adams never answered our letters. Who was the client that made the offer, Lucy? Why, it was made by a Mrs. Otto Wall. She lives next door. You say that Mrs. Wall was your client? Are you certain of that? Oh, yes. Mrs. Wall's husband built a whole row of houses on that street before he died. He advertised them as your dream house. They were lovely houses at the price. Philip Adams' wife, Molly, was murdered in one of those houses. What? Mr. Adams' wife murdered? What a dreadful thing to happen. I I guess Mrs. Wall is glad now that Mr. Adams didn't accept her offer... It's almost impossible to sell a house where a murder took place. Uh, Did Mrs. Wall mention why she wanted to buy Mr. Philip Adams' house? No. No, I... I guess she didn't like them as neighbors. I may ask you to testify that Mrs. Wall made that offer through you, Lucy. Yes, Mr. Chameleon. Good girl, Lucy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Pearson. I told you that Wall woman was bugs, Mr. Chameleon. She's yowling about being afraid of living in her own house because of her old man haunting it. And then we find out she's trying to buy the house next door. Plain nuts. Uh Uh-huh. Very queer, Dave. Uh, Let's get back to headquarters. The commissioner will have a report on my desk. The name Wall rang a bell in his mind. And I think it's also ringing one in mine. Well, Dave, here's the report the commissioner promised. Huh. Mrs. Wall's late husband, Otto, got a stretch for bank robbery years ago. That fits in with these. Huh? Oh, they're $20 gold pieces. Where'd you get them, Mr. Chameleon? Gold was withdrawn from circulation on government order in the 30s. Right you are, Dave. I got these out of a chamois-lined bag the murdered Molly Adams had on her body. And they have dried up particles of mud on them. And this report on the late Otto Wall says the loot from the job he pulled was never recovered. Everything ties together, Dave. Let's start moving. Where to, Mr. Chameleon? To that Wall dame's house? Where else, Dave? Oh, Mr. Chameleon. I'm Detective Arnold. Come in. Thank you, I uh, stopped by, Mrs. Wall, to ask if your seance was uh, successful this evening. Did you make uh, contact with your dead husband's spirit? No, nothing come off. What's more, he was throwing pebbles against my window right before you came. He's trying to drive me out of this house, doing it from his grave, Mr. Chameleon. Mrs. Wall, 
Would you know a $20 gold piece if you saw one? Oh, what's that got to do with my husband's spirit haunting me, Mr. Chameleon? Here are three of them, Mrs. Wall. So what? I found them on the body of Molly Adams, your next-door neighbor. I think she found them in an unfinished part of the cellar in her house. Huh? Is that where your husband buried the loot he robbed a bank to get? Is that why you attempted to terrorize Philip Adams into selling his house to you? What? Me? Tried to buy that house? Oh, come now. We have a credible witness that you did. Lucy Pearson is her name. She's with the real estate firm of Jones and Abel. Lucy Pearson? I never heard of her. And let me tell you something else. Tell me what? My husband didn't build that wing on Philip Adams' house where the cellar ain't finished. Uh, Phil put that on himself before he married Molly. Oh, did he really, Mrs. Wall? Let's go, Dave. Don't leave this house, Mrs. Wall. Goodbye. And I thought she was nuts, Mr. Chameleon. You hustle back to headquarters, Dave. See what fingerprints they found on the paper the poison cake was wrapped in. I am going next door to see the murdered woman's husband a moment. Philip, I must know something from you. What, Mr. Chameleon? What? Who built the extra wing on this house? Mrs. Wall says that you did. I don't believe her. Mrs. Wall built it herself. She took over her husband's contracting and building business after he died. These uh, three $20 gold pieces. What? They were in a chamois bag on your wife's body. Did she ever mention them to you? No. Where did my wife Molly get them, Mr. Chameleon? I don't know yet, Philip. Now, don't say anything to Mrs. Wall about them. You be very careful that you don't. Oh, I won't. I won't. I promise not to, Mr. Chameleon. Uh, The reason I tell you is that we have evidence that Mrs. Wall is the client who tried to buy your house. What? That she'll try to kill me, too? I warned her not to leave her house. Now, take it easy, Philip. Good night. Trying to buy Molly's dream house, was she? Well, I won't sell it. I'll stay here till Molly's killer is brought to heel. Well, for your sake, I hope I can do that, Philip. And now it is two hours later in Mr. Chameleon's office at headquarters. And we hear him impatiently asking Detective Dave Arnold... Dave, won't that fingerprint report ever come in? The boys are screening the whole country like you ordered, Mr. Chameleon. Now, look, you've got the tin of poison from Mrs. Wall's kitchen that matches the poison in the cake. You've got the $20 gold pieces. What more do we want? The report on the fingerprints from the paper the poison cake was wrapped in. What is the delay? Oh, Mr. Chameleon, while we're waiting, what's the idea of that disguise you're wearing? You look like a picture from the book... And what's that stick you're carrying? That's a divining rod, Dave, that points to buried treasure. My disguise is that of old Nicholas Marker, finder of lost treasure with his divining rod. Hey, good idea. I guess that's the fingerprint report now. Um. Thanks, Foley. Here's the report, Mr. Chameleon. Uh Well, this clinches it, Dave. Get Lucy Pierce and the real estate girl quick. Take her to the murder house and have Mrs. Wall and Philip there, too, in the unfinished part of the cellar. Okay. Now, uh, here is the voice of my disguise, Dave. You uh, bring your spade for digging like Mr. Chameleon told you to, Detective Arnold? Okay, Mr. Chameleon. I'll introduce you to them as Nicholas Marker, treasure finder. And a few minutes later, we hear Mr. Chameleon speaking in the voice of his disguise 
as he enters the earth-floored cellar of the murder house. You uh, bring that spade for digging like Mr. Chameleon told you to, Detective Arnold? Who is this man, Detective Arnold? I'm uh, old Nicholas Marker. Guess you're Mrs. Wall, huh? Yes, I am. What are you doing here? See this divining rod in my hand, Miss Wall? Magic, ma'am. When I hold it this way, point to buried gold. That is, if uh, there's any here. Think I believe in that kind of poppycock? Mr. Chameleon told me you believe in spirits haunting you, ma'am. This divining rod's no different. Get on with your work, Nicholas. Don't lose time, Gavin. Okay, okay, Detective Arnold. Start in this corner. Look! Divining rod points over there. Dig that spot up. Now, let's find out. In all my born days, I've never seen such nonsense. Shut up, Mrs. Wall. <laughs> Jump and catch your divining rod is right, Nicholas. Look at this. A box of $20 gold pieces. I told Mr. Chameleon this wing to the house was built after my husband died. Uh, Mr. Chameleon told me, too, ma'am, but uh, this was the backyard then. Mr. Chameleon figures you tried to... Uh, buy this here dream house to get the loot your robber husband stashed here. Sure, Nicholas. And when Mrs. Wall couldn't buy it, she dished up a poison cake to Mr. Philip Adams' wife because the poor girl wouldn't give up her dream That's house. That's a lie. I didn't know my husband had buried the loot here. Oh, oh, maybe that's why he's been haunting me. Well, he was coming back from his grave to tell me. Oh, tell that to my aunt, Mrs. Wall. So that's why my wife, Molly, was murdered. Looks that way, Philip. Heaven help us all. Hey, Detective Arnold. Divining rod of mine's acting funny. You see, it's pointing over there. <laughs> Must be more gold there. Dig up that spot. He's wrong, Detective Arnold. That spot was dug up because there was, there was a leak in the sewer. Dig it up anyway, Arnold. Old Nicholas Marker's divining rod ain't ever been wrong yet. Okay, Nicholas. No, you don't, Detective Arnold. Give me that spade. This is my house. I won't have that cellar dug up anymore. There's nothing there. Move one more step, Philip, and I'll shoot you down. Dig up that spot, Dave. Okay, Mr. Chameleon. Oh, Mr. Chameleon in disguise. Right, Chameleon the cop. Keep digging, Dave. Great Scott, Mr. Chameleon. It's the decomposed body of a woman. No, no. Mrs. Wall's husband must have killed a woman and buried her here, Mr. Chameleon. I sensed this dream house of Molly's was a murder house. I sensed it. It's the body of your first wife, Philip Adams. The woman you killed before you married Molly. What are you saying, Chameleon? Your fingerprints on the wrapping paper of the poison cake you sent Molly matched those in an unsolved murder case in Brooklyn. You killed Molly because you saw those $20 gold pieces she found in this cellar. And you were afraid she'd go further and find the body of the other woman you murdered. Keep Philip Adams away from me, Mr. Chameleon. He got me to write that letter to buy the dream house. He said we'd take the money and go away. I loved him. He used you as a dupe, Lucy. Oh, no. And he terrorized Mrs. Wall next door by throwing pebbles against her window and gave her the idea her husband was haunting her, a trick to make it look like he was afraid to live in this house when he couldn't have been blasted out of it with dynamite. How did you get me, comedian? I found this bag of pebbles in your room, Philip. The poison cake you sent your wife was stale. Only a man would send a stale cake. And the letter from Jones and Abel wasn't stamped and mailed. You brought it here yourself. The case looked complicated, but it wasn't. All right, Dave, take him. The dream house murder is solved. And with these words, Mr. Chameleon concludes tonight's murder case. 
The very first thing to do when you feel a cold coming on is to take genuine Bayer aspirin. You should do this before you do anything else. Because a cold is almost always accompanied by muscular aches and pains and a headachey, feverish feeling. And it's important that you relieve this distress, relieve it quickly. No matter what you do to try to stop or shorten a cold, we think your doctor will tell you it's sound advice. And one reason Bayer aspirin provides the relief you want, makes you feel better fast, is that it's actually ready to go to work in two seconds. And remember, Bayer aspirin's single active ingredient is so gentle to the system that doctors regularly prescribe it even for small children. That's why it's been used by millions of normal people without ill effect. So at the first sign of a cold, before you do anything else, take Bayer aspirin. And when you buy, ask for Bayer aspirin, not just for aspirin alone. Get the 100-tablet bottle and you get Bayer aspirin tablets for less than a penny apiece. Listen next Wednesday night at this same time for Mr. Chameleon, the man of many faces, in The Fairy Godmother, Murder Clue. The part of Mr. Chameleon is played by Carl Swenson, with dialogue written by Frank Hummert, from the original story by Frank and Ann Hummert. It is directed by Richard Leonard, with music by Victor Arden. Your announcer is Howard Claney. As a change in your smile stolen some of the sparkle from your personality, then perhaps it's because you've changed your way of cleaning teeth in the last year in an effort to prevent tooth decay. So if your teeth are no longer as white and bright as they were, try a dentifrice that not only helps prevent tooth decay, but also whitens and brightens your teeth, really cleans them. And no dentifrice cleans teeth like powder. Try Dr. Lyon's tooth powder... And if you don't agree that it gets your teeth cleaner than your present dentifrice, whitens and brightens them so your smile gleams with all its old-time luster, return the package, and your money will be refunded. Get either regular or ammoniated Dr. Lyon's tooth powder. Listen for Mr. Chameleon in The Fairy Godmother, Murder Clue, next Wednesday night at this time. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, an interesting episode with a lot of twists that uh, keeps you engaged until the end when we get a solution that just goes completely off the rails. A reminder that Fair Play does not really exist on this program, as the two key pieces of evidence, the bag of pebbles, and the dead previous wife are kept from the audience. And then we get uh, lines like, Only a man would send a stale cake, which is one of the more dubious gender-based deductions we've had on this program. But also a reminder of why I'm lucky to be married, and if we ever send a cake, it'll be my wife in charge of sending it. And I will cite back to this episode. 
Honey, you're the one who needs to order the cake because I'm a man. I'm not sent a stale one. You can't trust us with that awesome responsibility. Though that's not actually even my favorite line in this related to cake. It is at the start where the husband is warning his wife against eating the cake and she responds that the bakery in question doesn't sell poison cake. I mean, was she asking uh, at the bakery? And the concern, of course, would be less that the cakes were sold as poison, but that they were doctored after the fact. They don't sell poison cake. Sheesh. Also, I, I thought that Mr. Chameleon's disguise was kind of poking fun at the neighbor. As she walked into that whole line about uh, his character's divining rod being no different than the seance she was going to. I was a little bit dubious about whether this was even a valid disguise, as I'd only heard of people using divining rods to find water. However, divining rods have been used to find minerals, I found out. Of course, uh, using divining rods to find Minted gold coins is kind of a different situation, but it's not as big a leap as I thought it was. So I'll never doubt anything I hear on Mr. Chameleon ever again. Uh, totally uh, within the realm of fact. About a dubious process, but still within the realm of fact. Alright, well now let's go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Doug, Patreon supporter since June of 2015, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Again, thanks so much for your support, Doug. And that will do it for today. Next Tuesday, we'll be bringing you a previously uncirculated episode of Sherlock Holmes. And listen for a special contest. But join us back here for another episode of Dangerous Assignment, where... Wow. <laughs> it isn't getting any cooler, Perez. No, senor. As you see, the streets are nearly deserted this time of day. Everyone seeks refuge from the heat. Yeah. I noticed that this street wasn't exactly crowded. Hey, here's a doorway. Let's get out of the sun a minute, eh? Of course, senor. <laughs> what do you know? What is it, senor? Wouldn't you know it? Ten degrees hotter than a turkey's bath, and some joker builds a chimney on his house. Chimney? <laughs> but, senor, there are no chimneys in Panama City. No. Look out in the middle of the street. See the shadow of that building across the way? Hmm. Oh, that is no chimney, senor. Chimneys do not move. Hey, that's a man up there on the roof. He's got a knife. Get down, get down. Yeah. It hit the door right over your head. Yeah. Two inches lower and I'd have gotten a haircut the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a look at him? Just a glimpse of his face. Ah, the roofs are close together in this part of the city. He could be a block away by now. Yeah. Well, senor, it would appear someone objects to your presence in Panama City. <laughs> I hope you'll be with us tomorrow for that. In the meantime, do send your comments to 
Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check us out on Instagram, Instagram.com slash GreatDetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.